Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN broadcasting live from the new E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. We're happy to be joined by Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. JR, how you doing today, man? Doing well, boys. How you guys doing? Uh, we're doing fantastic. So I wanted to talk to you first about the NHL situation right now because we've been hearing, I think for the last two weeks now, that at any point in time we could be hearing some sort of an announcement on a hub city or the CBA. Where are we at with all of this? Are we getting close? I think uh, getting close, and you're right. It has been a, a bit of a Groundhog Day in terms of waiting for those two hub cities to be announced, but I think it's with good reason because these are tied to the CBA talks, and we all like it when we hear that there could be a CBA extension. We don't want work stoppage. The two sides seem to be working hand-in-hand trying to come back from the pandemic, and in fact, you know, they've included uh, a possible extension. So what I've heard and what I've read talking to people is that uh, – I think they have the hub cities fairly well nailed down. They've got it down to, you know, three or so Toronto and of course uh, Vegas being the front runners. Edmonton, I think is still in the mix. And I think that uh, they still have some things to negotiate in terms of the CBA. And, and once they get that down, once they get this phase three, phase four protocol down, then I think we'll hear an announcement. JR, just a quick question regarding the hub cities. Uh, look, we're seeing the numbers go up in Vegas, and it's turning into a bit of a hot spot. And then you look further north at Edmonton, and we talked to Mark Spector earlier today on the show, and Edmonton, you know, has been relatively quiet as far as COVID numbers. Look, nobody's in a perfect situation, but in in respect to Las Vegas versus Edmonton, there's really no competition when it comes down to, let's say, the health and safety of the players. So why is Vegas still at the top of the class in this? And how is the NHL looking or looking to uh, secure these players to make sure that they're healthy? Yeah, it's a real great question, uh, especially because of what Edmonton has uh, facility-wise and what they've been able to, to tell the league about the potential bubble. It makes a lot of sense. And then you throw on top of it, uh, Jamie, uh, the fact that Edmonton's COVID numbers are some of the lowest uh, that you've heard. So Edmonton does make a lot of sense. But, you know, when you question uh, why Vegas, uh, they say that they like the arrangement. The league likes what uh, they've brought to the table in terms of what they can do for the players in terms of the bubble and entertainment, so on and so forth. But, you know, I don't say that it's nailed down that it's going to be Vegas and Toronto. I think Edmonton is, is still in the mix. At least that's what uh, the latest was of the past couple of days, there's been some speculation that they might go with the two Canadian cities, uh, Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, but uh, to answer your question, um, they really believe in what uh, Las Vegas has presented. 
And, uh, you know, you can only go by what the league says at this point because we don't see that uh, specific information. JR, before we get to the hub cities, they still have to get through the training camps and what they're calling phase three in each individual city. And I think Jamie and I were both kind of taken aback when we saw that the players are not actually going to be isolated whenever they're going through these training camps in any one specific area together. They're just going to go to the go to the ice rinks and then go back home each any given day. How concerning is that to you about being able to get through that training camp without anybody testing positive and then ultimately being able to go wherever that hub city may be? Yeah, I've heard some of your guys' uh, discussion the past couple days, and you know, I, I totally understand uh, what you're saying and agree with you that it is a concern. I just don't know any way around it. I mean, if you're going to put these guys in a bubble in their home city for a month and then you're going to put them out in Vegas, Edmonton, or Toronto for two and a half months, you know, I just don't know that, that that's going to fly. Uh, with these guys, this phase two has been voluntary. Obviously, when they get to training camp, uh, you know, these guys, if, if they're going to play, they're going to have to show up, right? So, you know, as we've been saying, not just with the NHL, but with all the sports, these guys are going to have to be disciplined and, and just see the big picture if they're going to make this work. And uh, as far as the numbers, I don't think anybody expected us to be, you know, into phase two and three talking about, wow, there's low numbers, only three players have tested. You know, the league put out a message yesterday that said uh, there's 15 that are in phase two that have tested. There's a, another 11 outside the protocol that have tested positive, and roughly that number has stayed the same uh, in the past couple of weeks. It's about 5 to 6%. Now as we get closer to training camp, these guys come in, they're going to get tested more, more of them, more of the players are going to be tested. The numbers are going to rise. They, they just really are. But I, I just think it's that, uh, that risk number, the risk-reward that we've talked about for a couple of weeks you know, what can you tolerate? What can you put up with in terms of numbers and still execute a playoff? That's going to be the big question. Yeah, JR, the Blues coming up with their training camp, hopefully here very soon. But we look at the numbers, and, yeah, there's going to be more positive tests. The more guys you test, it's going to come back that way. What, what about these numbers is alarming at all, or should we not be alarmed that we're seeing these numbers? And then follow-up to that is – uh, how ready are these players going to be following that if they test positive and they have to quarantine? Now they're 14 days behind as far as the training camp is concerned. How is that going to affect some of these teams? Yeah, no, that's going to be the big concern. You know, what are these numbers going to be a week into training camp, two weeks into training camp? Can you ice a team? Is the taxi squad uh, going to be uh, big enough? What what players are we talking about? I mean, obviously it doesn't matter uh, whether you're talking about a fourth line forward or a uh, top defenseman in terms of who's sick, but, you know, are we talking about the, the Crosbys and the McDavid's and the Tarasenko's are out? You know, I think that's going to be an issue, but, you know, Riv, I'll kind of turn this back at you uh, for one second. The closer we get to this date, the more I'm hearing from players, and I'm not just talking about Blues players, I'm talking about players around the league, they really wonder if this is worth it. I've heard from a lot of players who I can tell you they don't want to play, and, and I think uh, when you look at uh, the negotiations that are going on, Everything to date has been mostly about how can we get back on the ice in terms of making this work financially. And a lot of the players feel that there hasn't been enough talk on the safety. So don't know what you've heard, but it seems like as we get closer, a lot of these players are questioning whether this is worth it or not. Well, yeah, you know, you're, you're right, JR. There, are, there have been a lot of questions from a lot of players. And, yeah, I've talked to a number of guys uh, in the NHL, not necessarily Blues players, that's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the number one thing they talk about, and that's why I had the question for you, is 
Well, look at Vegas. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, th- this might be a great idea for the NHL, and it might be great for revenue or cost-saving, whatever, but we're essentially jumping into the eye of the hurricane by going to Vegas because the numbers are so high. So I do think that some players are more concerned uh, about the NHL's vision of the dollars and cents and maybe less about the health and safety side of it. But a follow-up to that, JR, is how is the NHL going to disclose these positive tests? Because we all know, like with the injury reports, we get an upper body, we get a lower body, we get a mid-body. We're not sure what the heck is actually going on. We get something, but we certainly don't always get an accurate report. I'm wondering, are the teams going to have to report immediately when there's a a positive test or do they just have to eventually report it along the way yeah we're gonna have to wait and and see how that plays out uh you know what we've seen the past couple weeks is the league has gone from naming teams and we saw the the shutdown in tampa bay and the league acknowledged that to now we get the the report and hey it's good you know at least they're they're staying on top of it uh but they're not disclosing teams and certainly not disclosing names of players because of HIPAA rules and all that. So when we get to the playoffs and you see two guys aren't practicing or you see two guys aren't going to be involved uh, in the next game, are they going to describe that as, you know, upper body? Are they going to have a special category for, you know, COVID? This player is in some sort of uh, quarantine. You know, I I just don't know at at this point. But to me, it's going to obviously take over the headlines, who's practicing, who's playing, who's not. I would think that it would be in the league's best interest to at least identify the players who are in question in terms of being sick and uh, potentially uh, quarantine and not make it uh, a complete guessing game, uh, so on and so forth. But I have not seen those details. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford. He's the Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. It's interesting you say that a lot of players are now asking if this is all worth it, JR. In, in your own opinion, do you think that this is all worth it? Well, BK, it's a a great question. It's a tough one because everybody wants to see hockey back. Everybody wants to see sports back. Uh, We were all hoping that, you know, once you got through the initial lockdown stage and things started to open up, that we'd get ourselves into a a world where we could slowly make our way back. And, yeah, everybody knew there was the potential for a wave, but now you just see the numbers increasing on the rise uh, throughout the country, and it's it's disturbing. And, and so, you know, I know that's first and foremost what, what we're thinking, but what these players are also thinking about is, okay, so we're going to go play hockey for a couple months. We're going to risk injury because we haven't really played in forever, and we're going to do all of this, and then we're going to cram next season into so little days because there's going to be, you know, such little time uh, to get that entire schedule in. Is it worth it? From that perspective, I think I'm hearing more and once more and more players say, "Okay, look, I'm going to lose some money in escrow. I'm going to forfeit some money, but I think we should just shut it down and prepare for next season and play that uh, out over the the necessary number of days and play a full season. Let's not rush into this. Let's not get into a playoff that we then have to backpedal on uh, because of COVID and then put ourselves in a situation where we can't play a full 2020-21 season. To me, you know, I'm sure that's what Riv's heard. That's, That's what I've heard. He's Jeremy Rutherford. You can find his work over on The Athletic. You can read him as well. Uh, Find his work on Twitter, at JP Rutherford. We always appreciate him joining us here on Ribs and BK. JR, be good, my friend. Have a happy fourth for you and your family, and we'll talk with you again next week. Sounds good, boys. Thanks. You bet. That's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on Ribs and BK.